You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life. And today we have with us Russell Lundstrom. Welcome to the program, Russell. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So, Russell, you've got a couple of businesses that you have been successful in. You're launching uh, uh, kind of your, your second uh, business that you're passionate about. I think we're going to talk about that. But uh, just give the audience a little bit of uh, uh, just kind of a, uh, a look inside your background and what makes you tick and, and what, what uh, inspired you to be an entrepreneur. Well, um, that is kind of a long story, but um, what inspired me was my father was, um, you know, the American success story. He, he came over here as an immigrant in the 50s, and um, he was one of those immigrants where when he came over here, he was, he was from Sweden, and when he got to America, he was no longer Swedish. He was now an American, and so he had that that pride and the, um, you know, the idea that this was the country that you could do anything. And so we grew up with that idea pretty strongly in our household. And, um, you know, I, I, it's funny, I just was the world's worst employee, I think. And I never could keep a job, have a job. And gosh, since high school, you know, the only thing I really could do in an employment situation was, a cook. And, um, but even that was marginal at best. <laughs> um, so I kind of just had to make it my own way. And it was just kind of how I was raised. And over the last 35 years, I've started kind of embarrassed to say, but almost over 25 different businesses and been lucky to have a few of them uh, be pretty successful and, and bought and sold a couple and you know, here we are today with another one. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about marketing plan formula, because this is your, your, your latest endeavor and what you're, uh, you're building up. And, um, you know, I checked out the website and a lot of the videos that you have uh, on YouTube, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff um, geared around marketing, but tell us a little bit about that. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a fledgling YouTube channel, but it's, it's an important one because it's, um, to the point, I think this is the final business for me where I think I figured out what I want to do when I grow up. Not quite sure yet, but um, it kind of came down to um, I had sold my last business and was just doing, you know, some consulting and my people, my heart and soul lies with the small business entrepreneur. Um, you know, I look at everything we have in our lives uh, that we value and it comes because someone took a chance, you know, someone had that crazy idea in the garage and built their widget and mortgage, excuse me, mortgage their house and 
went out and tried to make their dream come true. And, um, you know, it doesn't come from government. It doesn't come from big corporations. Usually it's, it's that small entrepreneur. So that's where my heart and soul lies. And, um, in the last 30 years, all my work's been around in the marketing world. And it's, I just realized that's a huge problem for most small businesses today is what is this thing called marketing and how do we actually make it work? So what, uh, let's start right there. What, what is marketing um, to the person that's just starting their, their brand new business? And they may think marketing is printing off flyers and putting them on cars. And that's, that's their extent of their knowledge. Yeah. Or uh, having a, word an Instagram or Facebook page, right. Yeah. Or a channel. Right. So, um, well, it's funny you ever have it, So I was in a room um, before COVID 2019 with eight other entrepreneurs and, now we were working on the whiteboard, some marketing things through, and I had, I don't know if you've ever had it or anyone listening has ever had that whiteboard epiphany moment yeah. where you're like, oh my gosh, how come no one's ever seen this before? And <laughs> it occurred to me that you could actually, we were talking obviously about how overwhelming marketing is, and it just gets more so every single day. Um, there's always new opportunities, new channels, new, you know, there's online, offline. Every time you turn around, there's a new social network, um, you know, and, and it's the hot network and then the not network. And it was like, how do you as a business owner make decisions when, when you have unlimited opportunities, but as a small business owner, you have very limited resources, your time, your money, mostly your, your opportunity too. You don't have you know, you only, I, you have unlimited opportunity, but you have to take advantage of it, right? That opportunity cost idea. Um, and how do you, when you have those limited resources and you're trying to get a hold of a unlimited opportunity, how do you make decisions? And that's where it becomes really frustrating. And so we came up with this way of kind of reverse engineering a business and looking internally um, at the business versus looking externally. We don't go hire an agency. We don't go get the freelancer, follow the latest hack or technique. Um, we, we start internally. And so that's kind of the genesis of what I'm doing now. Um, and we still have some work to do. The startup one is the hardest one. Um, and because our, our objective is to make it simple and to remove the speculation out of marketing. And, and anytime you say, you know, I think we should be doing this, or I guess we should be doing that. Mm -hmm. That's probably not the best way to deploy resources. So um, how does your, how did your process begin? You say you kind of, you kind of bring that and start that internally. Um, and, and so what are some of the basic things that you begin with, with, or would begin with, with a, with a new client that's, that's trying to figure out what marketing strategy they need to follow? Yeah, well, um, it's, it starts I think, and ends always with the vision of the founders and the vision of the business. Um, you have to, I always, when, when engaging with a client, we always start with, you know, if, if, if we were to wave that magic marketing wand and everything actually works 100%, are we going to build the house that you want to live in? Um, because I personally, I started a business in 2013 where we had a very clear vision, but we were kind of heads down and I don't want to say just chasing the money, but just trying to survive. And when I looked up four years later, I realized that 
all of a sudden we had a business that was about 180 degrees away from the original vision. And um, it wasn't a, a business that I wanted to be in actually. And it cost me four years of my life and I had to start over from scratch and it's now a multi-million dollar business. But that's, that's a super important thing for me is you got to have a clear vision and mission and understand where you're going. Um, it, it affects everything in marketing all the way down to even like if you're running a Facebook ad, that's a key, key thing that determines everything is, is that vision. So I can't, I can't stress that enough. Um, and then we, we try to, the best analogy I can use for what we do is um, we're, we're trying to coin a new word. <laughs> um, and get it out there. It's called the Marketect, um, you know, a marketing architect. And have you ever built a house? No. <laughs> it's can be a fun process, I guess. <laughs> my wife, my wife wants to build a house, and I've not heard nothing but horror stories from people that build houses. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so, but I think everyone can appreciate, you know, it would be insane if you were to go say, I want to go build my dream home. I've got this picture of uh -huh. my beautiful dream home, my, my forever home, right. Or what, what they call it. Um, and so I would go hire a general contractor, hand them a bunch of money and expect them to go build my home. If I didn't have a blueprint, right. They have no idea how many bedrooms, what size, what shape, is it facing Northeast, South or West? Um, it just, no one would even consider going through that process. Yet I talk to small business owners every single day of the week, and that's exactly what they do. They have a vision mm -hmm. and they don't know marketing. And so they go and they say, all right, I'm going to go hire a general contractor and hope they can build my dream home. And the piece that they're missing is this blueprint. And the blueprint is the bridge that's going to help the general contractor understand what is the house they're building and who are the specialists then when they need the electrician, the plumber, or the Facebook ads guy or the Google ads guy or, or the printer, whatever the, the marketing specialist is, um, the blueprint is what's going to give you all that. And so we've, we, we have figured out how to make this blueprint. And we need more architects in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what are um, some of the best ways for businesses to spend their money on marketing? And I know it's based on, on their vision and that, but what are, what are some of the, because again, that a lot of small yeah, businesses so don't have a big, market, down a big budget tactical. for marketing. Yeah. The, the, the tactical of it is um, so we kind of, like I said, the startup world is hard because you're still speculating, you're guessing. Mm -hmm. So what we tend to do is um, work more with businesses that have, you know, at least half a million in, in revenue, um, but it's not precluded. Um, but so what we try to do is take this enormous world of marketing, which is really actually quite hard to define even, you know, because marketing can be everything from how you answer the telephone to the look and design of your card, to your website, to just about everything can quote unquote be marketing. Um, what we try to do is say, how do we take this enormous world of marketing and boil it down to its, its absolutely essential elements? Um, being a scientist or, or my wife's a scientist and, and we're, I was like, what are the, what's the periodic table of marketing? What are those base elements that are not gonna change no matter what business it is. 
And we kind of distilled this formula out of it. We call the master marketing equation and everybody's heard it, but not a lot of people have really poked at it and pulled the strings um, to figure out how to make it work. But it's basically showing the right message to the right person at the right time and place. If you can do that, chances are you're going to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. The, the catch is the right message and the right time and place, which are your strategies are both 100% dependent on your right person. Um, you know, if you're selling to a housewife, you're going to have a, a message that's different from say a mid-level CTO executive. I mean, it's, it's super obvious, but that's, you know, an example of the right person determines everything. So we have to start there. And then also at the checks and balances goes up when you're comparing that against your, your vision, does that right person align with your vision? And um, so then we go through a process of, all right, right person for, if you have an established business, because marketing is expensive, um, time, money, and opportunity, we, it makes sense. We basically just 80, 20 that. And, and I think every business has experienced the 80, 20 principle of, you know, 80% of your revenue is generated by 20% of your customers. So let's focus our marketing efforts on that 20%. And then at least we've stacked the odds of success. Um, you know, we know if we're going to, if we're successful one time, it's at least with our most profitable customer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And Absolutely. then, um, and then you just go through a process of we, we, the 80, 20 principle is an extraordinarily powerful principle. And so once we've defined that with profitability, the right message or the right person, then we can go and do the research and figure out, well, okay, for that person, what is the message that we as a business need to produce for them that will help them make the decision of whether or not they want to do business with us? What is, and, and really at the end of the day, business is just about problem solving, right? So what is the problem that they have that our unique business solves? And then um, you continue your research and you ask them further when, when they're trying to solve that problem, where do they go? And that is what's going to tell you what marketing strategies you should be um, investing in. You know, if you, um, we've done this for some clients where, and, and the great part of this, when you do this research, um, you know, it, it'll, it'll actually tell you how to break out your marketing dollars in a budgeting fashion um, to the penny. You know, so we did this with a SaaS product two years ago um, that was meant for, it was like a home education, perfectly timed, right? With COVID. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, it was sold to parents, but predominantly it was sold to moms. And, you know, the, the owner of the business and founder was spreading money everywhere and just spending on Facebook ads and Google and doing podcasts and blogs and just really spread all over the place. Well, we did this research once we found out who, who his right person was. And we then discovered, well, shoot. 29% of the people, when they go to solve this problem for their children, go to YouTube. And then this, and, and the next segment was, I think it was 17% were, 
went to Facebook, but there was a caveat there. It wasn't Facebook in general. It was specific Facebook groups. Mm. And then the third one was actually local organizations like PTA organizations. Well, now we could take, instead of just picking out a random number for budgeting, we could say, look, we know 29 cents of every dollar needs to be on the YouTube channel. And, and now we can go hire the specialists, YouTube paid advertising specialists and YouTube organic channel specialists, and we could deploy the money in that fashion. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So we can kind of, and that's where we, we have this idea of, you know, reverse engineering a business where the solutions to your marketing problems come out of your business. They're not existing outside the business. You, you can't really follow your competition because they're guessing too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As I said, most people just kind of throw money and do a lot of different things just to kind of yeah. see what sticks. Yeah. It's that proverbial throw it against the wall and hope something works. <laughs> but it's also, it's also why, you know, I talk to business owners every day who unfortunately have the experience of hiring a, a marketing agency or a, or a small, you know, fractional CMO or something like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's a sad story and it's the one that I'm trying to change where, you know, Oh, we, we invested five grand a month for six months and it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not good for anyone. It's not good for the business owner. It's not good for the potential customers who are missing out on the value that entrepreneur is providing. And it's not good for the marketer. And I, I don't think it's the marketer's fault. I don't think it's the business owner's fault. It's really just the fact that they're missing this blueprint of, all right, we have to do our homework. We have to know that master marketing equation, right? Mm -hmm. What is the right message to the right person at the right time and place? And if you can solve that, it solves a lot of the problems in marketing today. Great. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, you, you talked in the beginning about uh, your background and becoming an entrepreneur and being successful in business, but talk a little bit about the lifestyle you have now that you've had some success in, in business and, and now you're doing this latest project. I mean, just talk about the lifestyle in general of, of how being you entrepreneur of your life. Well, it's, it's good and bad. I mean, there's a bit of a celebrity aura around being an entrepreneur these days. And, you know, that's how I was raised too, is yeah. it's a land of unlimited opportunity. And that, you know, kind of cuts like a knife. There's two sides to it. Yeah, there is an opportunity to create a lifestyle um, of anything you want, really. Anything you can dream of, you can do. I believe that. Um, but it's also the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is you never, I, I struggle with personally shutting it off. You know, I'm always thinking and seeing opportunities. And that's, that's a big one is there's so many opportunities in the world today. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking to me when I hear people that are, you know, they feel they're at economically in a dead end. Mm. And I'm like, my problem is I need a screener for opportunities, yeah. <laughs> you know, someone to say, no, just don't go chasing that one. Um, but it's, it's, um, you know, I would advocate it for, for, everyone. I wish, you know, um, I wish they would teach it in schools. That's why we live in Denver, Colorado. We, we found a school that um, K through eight had an entrepreneur program and, and for the eighth graders to graduate school had to start a business. Mm. That doesn't exist anywhere else in the world that I found. Um, and so that's, 
you know, to me, I think that's where, like I said, when we started, that's where everything comes from yeah. is someone having a crazy dream and taking the chance and going for it and don't listen to the naysayers. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to hear all the different ideas that young people have because they don't have all the um, uh, preconceived notions and all the biases that we develop as we get older. They just feel like I can do anything. And, and, yeah. and the ideas coming out of there has got to be phenomenal. Oh, it's, it's super cool. Do you mean as far as the school? Yeah. Yeah. This school is a magical place. Um it's really amazing. I could talk again for days just on this school, but um, the uh, the yeah, it's it's, but it's also it's also a, a, a the result of that is also how the teachers present it because mm -hmm. there there are teachers there that are not entrepreneurs and they don't have that mindset, and they have the mindset of hey, you learn a skill set and you go get a job. Mm -hmm. And that's a very different skill set because being an entrepreneur, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, you know, there's more nights than I can count where I'm laying in bed, scared to death. Like, where is the next penny coming from? Mm -hmm. And I've got employees and people who are relying on me. And I, you know, I'm broke. <laughs> you know, that happens more times than not. And, um, it's, it's hard, but it is a, that's why it's rewarding. There's nothing in life that's easy and rewarding. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're almost out of time, but how can uh, our audience get in touch with you or connect with you, Russell? Oh, well, you know, that's the website world, right? It's um, our website's just marketing plan formula. And if you go there, um, we have like a, a thing everyone I think should get, whether you're a startup or an existing business, we created this thing called a single sheet marketing plan. And what it does is it takes our five core pieces of building this marketing blueprint and gets it on one piece of paper. And regardless of your business size or stage of growth, um, if you can fill it out, it's meant to be a challenge. It's meant mm -hmm. to be like an aha kind of a thing. If you can fill it out, chances are you're going to be extremely successful. Um, but I've not met many entrepreneurs and many at any stage that can actually fill this thing out. But you, if you go there, uh, it's just marketingplanformula.com slash single sheet. Um, you can download it and fill it out. And we always offer if if you do that and um, you can get a hold of us, we'll do a complimentary review and kind of help fill in the gaps on it and, and help you fill in your marketing plan. So. Uh, that's probably the best way. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, this has been a, a great uh, eye-opening episode for, for me, and I hope it has been for all of our listeners as well. So our guest has been Russell Lundstrom. Thank you so much, Russell, for sharing your time with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.